Hello and welcome to the second episode of Jazz Heads. We're talking to people who run Wakefield Jazz, visit the club and musicians who play there. And we're asking people to select some tracks that they think everybody should hear. This week we're talking to Jim Whitman. Jim reviews the gigs at Wakefield and he writes the famous Whitman Review. He's really Wakefield's answer to the great jazz reviewer John Fordham. So, uh, Jim, what, uh, what have you got for us? Well, jazz for me is a disposition more than anything else. If you love music, sooner or later you're going to hit jazz. And whether you stay in a jazz orbit or, or just take on little pieces and move on somewhere else, it's not important at all. But I think that powerful combination of the ability to improvise and a really, really uh, fine sense of rhythm and, and some some superb uh, musicianship, really well-crafted pieces, is one of the, amongst the things that makes jazz so compelling. So the, the first number I'd like to play is the World Saxophone Quartet. This is four saxophones, the great drummer Jack DeJanet, plus a, a, a troupe of African drummers. And this is a tribute to Miles Davis, and it's got real punch and power. And although it's a studio recording, this'll still blast you, it'll blow you away.
bit of a blast. Uh, so what have you got for us now, Jim? Well, next I'd like to play a, a, a Coleman Hawkins piece where he's playing tenor saxophone all on his own. And although this isn't what most people think of when they think of jazz, you know, piano trios, uh, saxophone quartets and the rest, the foundation of jazz and of so much beautiful music is one person, one instrument. And this has a long history. I mean, even in classical music, Bach, Mozart, Beethoven, they're all renowned as improvisers. Well, here's a 20th century improviser, and I think this is quite beautiful. in this world known as thrash jazz? Well, 
Church. Jazz is a, a very, very broad church. Um, everyone's welcome. And what some people find a little bloodless, say, uh, you know, so-called cocktail jazz or cool jazz, might put some people off. It has its full-blooded, hardcore, uh, full-on side too. And all styles of music are welcome. Now, this particular track is um, John Zorn, for some, the notorious John Zorn, two altos, two drummers, two bass players playing an Ornette Coleman tune <laughs> about as fast as it can go and still be coherent. But what's fascinating about this is you can still hear the melody. Thanks for that, Jim. Um, can we have something uh, a little more reflective, perhaps? Yeah, here's, here's something from Norway and a, a fascinating part of the world musically. Um, being told that a certain track is Norwegian tells you nothing except that it's likely to be very original. Uh, it's astonishing how rich the musical culture is there. Here's a very ruminative, uh, very laid-back piece, uh, largely around three or four string players with a bit of drumming. And if I recall rightly, there's some pedal steel guitar in this, and I'm running a quiet little campaign to bring the pedal steel guitar out of country music and into various forms of chamber jazz, because I think it's so expressive. Anyway, here's, here's a treat from Norway.
recently was you can get on the tube anywhere in the city centre go to the end of the tube line and you're in the middle of a forest and then you can walk through the forest to the top of the next tube line come back in the city centre and I loved it and I think that music might have in some, some way still life, life. <laughs> represented, uh, represented that ex- type of experience um, anyway so what, what do you have for us now Jim? I've I've always been interested in um, classical music as well as jazz. And one of the most fascinating developments of the last 20 years, in my view, is the way in which chamber music and jazz can sometimes forge really very interesting partnerships where you can't really distinguish the boundary between what's composed and what's improvised. And you sometimes get really interesting configurations of instruments that aren't common either to jazz or to classical music. And I think that's a really creative development. So here's a trio. It's drummer-led, and the drummer also plays vibraphones. There's a wonderful pianist named Craig Taborn who can fit into any crevice or indeed create crevices for himself. Wonderful. And a viola player uh, who plays a lot of highly experimental stuff. So most of the numbers on here are pretty densely textured. Uh, it, It takes some close listening, but it's very rewarding, I think. See what you think.
So, Wakefield Jazz Club. Um, I, I think some people don't even know where Wakefield is, <laughs> and, and yet it seems to have a really thriving jazz club. Uh, and the artists that come to the club, I remember looking at Ronnie Scott's uh, gig list, and about half the artists on that list had either recently come to the jazz club or were about to come to it. So why, in Wakefield, is there such a good jazz club? Who knows how things get started, but once they're established, um, maintaining the momentum actually gets a little easier over time. And I think what really distinguishes Wakefield jazz from other jazz clubs I've been to is that the audience is so engaged and so enthusiastic. I mean, the artists will say that on the stage. They'll say, what a wonderful audience. And you can see sometimes and indeed feel how they, the response of the audience and the playing of the musicians interact with one another. So by the end, the whole audience is on their feet. It is quite wonderful. Um, and it, one of the things Wayfield Jazz has done for me is, is to restore the importance of live music. So many of us, so much of the time, uh, uh, cement our, our relationship with music through recordings. And it's easy to become detached from live music. And what's so exciting about Wayfield Jazz, and indeed any jazz club, is you get to see one or more musicians thinking and feeling in real time. And, and an appreciative audience that can see the work, the passion that's going into the music making, interacting with it, it's, it's, it's one of the best musical experiences you can have. So I've brought along a, a sample of, of um, a pianist, the well-known Jason Rebello, recorded many years ago in the club. I could have chosen any of dozens of jazz pianists, but I wanted... Uh, an individual who plays with real beauty and sensitivity and someone who was recorded live with us and it's, well, difficult not to enjoy. Thank you. 
Fantastic. Uh, Jason Ribello. Uh, I remember that Jason came to Wakefield once to do a, a workshop and a gig at one of the local schools, and Gillard Atzman, I believe, came with him, uh, another uh, a, a great sax player. And now, Jim, you've got something quite different for us, something uh, really beautiful, I understand, and we're going into the realms of what's called world music. Many years ago, uh, what's now called world music only was available um, on a label called uh, None Such Explorer. And looking back, I realized a lot of those things were actually anthropological field recordings. And now, you know, you get these master musicians from Mali and Senegal and, well, anywhere, anywhere in the world, beautifully produced um, and and often with international casts of musicians, so everything's getting being made accessible and getting mixed up in the most positive hybrid forms. But when I think about world music, I'd like to go back to something uh, original, something that's removed from jazz and indeed removed from any of the world's great improvising traditions. This is the Bolaweo Church Choir singing a funeral song. And if this doesn't move your heart, I think you need to put yourself in for a rebore. Beautiful track. Uh, Jim, I understand you've got something uh, very, very different for us now. This is another one of these hybrid affairs. And it's hybrid in the sense that you've got a classically trained musician, uh, Yo-Yo Ma, one of the world's great cellists, who can't improvise. Mark O'Connor, who's a, a world-famous bass player, uh, who's, who plays both classical and bluegrass, and has even composed concertos. And uh, Mark O'Connor, uh, who is Nashville fiddle. And somehow or another, these three individuals from these extraordinarily contrasting backgrounds got together and, play, and made a couple of trio recordings. And so there's 
there's a little bit of bluegrass, there's a little bit of Irish-Scottish music, and there's a little bit of Appalachia in here too, and it's called Appalachia Waltz, and it's really, it's a beaut. got something again by a, a single musician on his own but with a difference um, this is David Torn the, um, the well-known guitarist he's uh, working from a home studio here and it's multi-tracked and I'm always a little wary of multi-tracked single person recordings because they can be a little mm, self-indulgent a little inward looking they're without the pressure of other musicians, which I think sometimes brings out the best in all of them. 
But as a, a home studio output, I think this really has something to recommend it. It's a very expressive player, and the way he tracks things works very well. Um, I, I don't know whether you'd call this orchestration or not, but um, anyway, have a, have a go. It's, it's, it's really interesting stuff.
Jim, I've often thought that there's one thing missing from this world is oud. Uh, there's just not enough oud in the world. Uh, what's your next track? Next, I'd like you to hear uh, Dafri Youssef. He's a Tunisian oud player, but he's also the most fantastic singer. Once he um, gets into the song, you'll hear his voice has, a, has an operatic quality. But this is against the background of uh, international musicians improvising in really quite unusual ways. So this has a bit of everything, you know, uh, interesting vocals, uh, uh, really clever, uh, surprising instrumentation, including Dafa Youssef's own oud. And with surprising results, it's, it, it really knocked me sideways the first time I heard it. I'm 
والشفتين إن الليل زائل Thanks, Jim. You've shared some incredible music with us today. Such a diverse range of musical styles. What's the last track you'd like to leave us with? I'm always scanning the horizon. Everyone's got a collection full of familiar stuff, favourite stuff, um, and unsurprising but still delectable stuff. But there's always a piece of me which is looking for something that's new and thrilling and unexpected. And uh, many years ago, when this recording first came out, I knew I'd found it right away. This is a violinist named Shankar, and he plays an electric two-necked violin, ten-string violin. And he's joined by Jan Garbarek, the famous jazz saxophonist, and Zakir Hussein, who's probably the world's most famous tabla player. And he plays both in the Indian classical and... Uh, if you like world music traditions, plus the fabulous drummer uh, Trilok Gurtu, who's played with John McLaughlin, uh, amongst others. And this is so surprising. It's a lengthy track, and it, and it builds up very slowly, uh, but it's, it does reward the patience. And when Trilok Gurtu cuts in with his drum solos, I... I had never heard anything like it at the time. I, I went out and sought everything that Trilog Gertu had done since. Uh, it's Well, I, I hope you enjoy it. And it's been a great pleasure being able to share this stuff with you and through you. Thank you.
Thank you. 